0: For the number one seed in the AFC starting next week. Believe it, it's here. Like This actually legitimately could happen, Jacob. This is completely insane. Imagine going into week 18, the final week. You're in the number one seed and you have to just play against the Jacksonville Jaguars. To hold on. We talk about this. We talk about the Pacers. We talk about the Colts versus Patriots rivalry and how we finally beat them after a decade. We haven't beaten them since Peyton Mania was a cult. A lot of things have happened. Stick around, listen to the Napton beat, follow us on social media, and let's get right into the episode. And let's go ahead and jump right into the action with Pacers Updates with Jacob.
1: Yeah, so nothing much has been going on for the Pacers. They are in the middle of the game uh, tonight. It's actually the end of the first on our Tuesday night recording. They are down uh, by 12 points to the Miami Heat on the road. Uh, things have been staying pretty bad for the Pacers. I mean, they're 13-18 and 18 overall, fourth in the Central Division uh, still. Somehow within uh, playoff standings for the East just because of how tight everything is uh, in that division. But uh, right now sitting at the 13th seed, only eight and a half games back from uh, the Nets who were in first. So uh, not the season I think any of us expected. And I feel like we keep saying that Uh, the rumors that we're heating up about blowing it up have now, I think, simmered a little bit. Demona Sabonis reportedly uh, said that he wanted out of Indiana, rightfully so. Uh, so he would be the biggest player that we would get interest from and, and could actually get a haul for in return. And I feel like it, as soon as Sabonis goes, the Dominoes are going to start to fall. Like maybe they mm-hmm. keep Rogden and maybe they keep Turner, but slowly but surely Dominoes are going to fall. Some of our older guys are probably going to be getting traded. I mean, Jeremy Lamb hasn't played a whole lot. Um, uh, uh, Justin Holiday could be a trade asset. Uh, Torrey Craig could be a trade asset. So trying to get rid of some of these older guys, restructure the roster. And then where does that leave Rick Carlisle? Do you want to do a rebuild with Rick Carlisle as your head coach? So they have a lot to, a lot to decide over the holiday break and, you know, have to get ready for the trade deadline uh, here at the end of, um, closing in in March. Uh, But, you know, in in a larger sense going on in the NBA right now, lots of COVID issues. I know we're seeing that in the NFL. Um, uh, The NHL is pausing their season over the Christmas holiday and that break to try to, you know, let the players heal up, let the players get over this virus. The the NBA is having to do hardship signings. Luckily, the Pacers haven't, but a lot of teams have been having to sign guys from the G League and from free agency uh, under a hardship to try to fill their roster just because they don't have enough guys to play because of COVID. Uh, so definitely tough times across the the sports scene, I guess you could say. Hopefully uh, this isn't an implication of larger things to come, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I know the NBA did push out a memo to the teams playing on Christmas Day and said, be prepared not to play. So they may be toying with the break as well.
0: Hmm. I, I do find it fascinating that the Pacers have not seemingly been hit as hard with COVID as everybody else in the league. Right. Uh, which is interesting because the Colts also, knock on wood, haven't Mm -hmm. really been hit hard with COVID compared to the rest of the league. Yeah. I don't know if that's something to say about Indiana and Indianapolis as a whole. Or if it's just, you know, maybe the play- we're getting lucky somehow. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't know because I saw something where like Indiana is like one of the worst five states with COVID mm-hmm. right now. Like uh, uh, they're having to, the governments have to put emergency funds to help with the hospitals because all of our beds are full. Um, at least COVID, <clears throat> COVID beds are full and, and and the ICU wings and stuff like that. So it's like in a city that's, you know, the in a state that's not doing well. For some reason, the sports teams are, are, are staying healthy and, and not getting COVID. So that's, uh, yeah, I think it's a testament to the players, you know, it's a testament to the teams, to the, um, you know, just the health and safety that they all go through and not to say that other teams aren't, but I think it's kind of obvious, you know, when they start dropping like flies, guys that hang out with each other and the dominoes start to fall pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. I want, I do want to go back. We don't normally talk about the Pacers nearly as much as we, as we have already right now, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, four minutes, (laughs) <laughs> I kind of want to go down a small rabbit hole. I don't want to get too too deep here.
1: Okay.
0: Let's go all the way back to Paul George. Okay. Paul George was traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis. And I'm get, I'm going here because we're talking about Demonis Sabonis leaving. Yeah. Victor Oladipo is already gone. So the which, two players we got for Paul George.
1: Yeah, which at that point was a steal. To see what those two players yes. become like yes it was totally
0: absolutely it. no i 100% agree it was a steal i'm just i'm trying to think of all the things that we sure have received from the Paul George trade cuz Paul George rightfully so is still a star mm-hmm. in the nba with the clippers right now yeah so going back to now oladipo being traded to houston who then got traded to miami from that old the oladipo trade we got Karis LeVert and two second round picks
1: Correct. I believe so, yeah, because it was just supposed to be one, but then because uh, Karis had that uh, tumor, uh, or yeah, I think it was a tumor on his kidney, they they gave us this, another second round pick.
0: Okay, so what did we off it? Uh, you probably don't have this off the top of your head because we didn't practice, like we didn't write any of this down. Um, We got...
1: I, if you're two asking se- what we second... did with our picks, I think yes. we flipped them for uh, isaiah jackson in that trade that we were okay. involved in for russell westbrook
0: okay so so far we have traded paul george for isaiah jackson and i'm so paul george for damonis sabonis isaiah jackson and Karis levert yeah technically technically in a roundabout way and then now if we trade sabonis i'm i'm really curious as to what we get out of that because to me sabonis is a lot bigger than Victor Oladipo it was at the time of his trade, yeah. So I feel like you got to get more than you know another good player, another another starter, and two second round picks. You got to at least get a first round pick somewhere.
1: This is uh, it's interesting because as we're talking about this, um, Sabonis to the Celtics is heating up which i think is interesting my dad actually just texted me and said is it true that Sabonis is going to the Celtics and i was like did i miss something um well, but, a texas uh,
0: source i mean yeah. how i mean else it's, is uh, going to know
1: it's uh, it's apparently a rumor that's that's got a lot of stock into it and one of the potential trades is Demonis Sabonis for Marcus Smart, Romeo Langford, Grant Williams and a future first round pick top 5 protected so
0: okay that so fans would be terrible so mark Nillin, Nylan, one week ago on Fan Cited tweet uh, did a article. Demonis Sabonis traded to the Boston Celtics uh, in their latest piece. They talk about Demonis Sabonis goes to the Celtics. The Pacers get Aaron and the Smith, Robert Williams, the third, Josh Richardson, and a 22 first round pick.
1: Hmm. If we did that trade, Miles Turner is definitely on the move.
0: Because of Robert Williams? Because
1: of Robert Williams, yeah.
0: Hey, look at that. I know guys. I think he's on my uh, fantasy basketball team that I have lost only one game in this season. The
1: the one trade I want to see get made is the amount to the Warriors. I think this benefits everybody. Because one, it gives them that third star that they can go out and win a championship with. And Sabonis is young enough that they can probably have some success down the line, even after the Currys, the Draymond Greens, the Clay Thompson's leave. What we would get in return is the question, because could we get James Wiseman, Jonathan Kamega, and Moses Moody? I think if you get all those three, it's a no-brainer. I think if you get two in a pick, I I think that's doable. Um, But I I mean, I would love that trade. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is there as well. Maybe we get him. I don't know. Um, But... I think that that trade kind of benefits everybody because if the Pacers are wanting to reset, you could take some of those young stars from the Warriors, give them time to develop, and then the Warriors get their you know third star to win a championship, and then have a little bit of success afterwards. Because then, I mean, Sabonis, I think he's on a four year deal, so you know depending on how long Steph Curry plays, Sabonis could be traded in the last you know year or two of his contract. Yeah. Okay. Let's go.
0: Sorry, I just got distracted by a bad Titans fan on Twitter. So <laughs> they, they um, are
1: not liking this Jonathan Taylor. for NBA. They do
0: not like Jonathan Taylor. And, I, and in fact like,
1: I've been looking at some of their arguments, and it's like they're like, I hate it when Colts fans use the yard per carry. It's like I could, I could look at five different things outside of yards per carry where Jonathan Taylor has done more than Derrick Henry. Like I, I don't understand why they're pointing to that argument. Like. To
0: be fair, know. Jonathan Taylor, you remove Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry from their respective teams. We already see what the Titans are doing. Uh, remove Jonathan Taylor from the Colts, and yes. this team is clearly is probably a 2-12 and 12 team.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Maybe 3-11 a- and, and 11 just because of the division we're in.
1: Yeah, and that's what one, one person said, you know, it's most valuable player. Derrick Henry is more valuable to the Titans than Jonathan Taylor is to the Colts. And I'm looking at that and I'm like, mm-mm. No, 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 no. If you take out Jonathan Taylor, we are screwed. We don't have anybody. Yeah. Like, Martin Smack's hey. not going to do the same thing.
0: They beat the Rams without Derrick Henry. Yeah. They got a defense. Yeah. Let's talk about what Jonathan Taylor recently did against the New England Patriots. Uh, I knew I meant to bring up one more stat. Uh, but so the... Recently, on Saturday, the Indianapolis Colts defeated the New England Patriots 27 to 17. What a game. Finally, finally. Jacob, you got to actually watch this whole game. Broad, broad statements here. What happened? And how, how did we come out with this victory?
1: I mean, it was I felt like it got off really well from the start. Like New England had a lot of hype. Um, but you know, coming out of the gates, I felt like the Colts played it well. And then I'm trying to look up the drives here. Yeah. Okay. So we punted on our first drive, whatever, but then we were able to come out and stop the Patriots on their first drive, which I thought was huge. We come back out, score a touchdown. And then the Patriots second drive of the game was that block punt by, um, yeah. Why am I blanking on his name? EJ speed. There it is. Um, EJ speed,
0: got the, EJ recovery. the recovery. Yeah. Did he get the um, block too?
1: I've, uh, I saw yeah, that I play. That year, got I'll, look. I'll look. look. You yeah. keep going. Um, but just that in general. I mean, special teams, like all the coaches say, you got to win three faces the game. Frank Reich says it all the time. Special teams has been going off this year for the Colts. And I think that's going to a, a large part of why we won some of these games. So anyway, so you get the Patriots a blocked punt. That turns into a touchdown. Um, and then the Patriots get the ball back. What do they do? Three plays, six yards. They punt again. Colts come back out, kick a field goal. Patriots throw an interception and then it's the end of the half. And I was like that is the perfect half you want to play. We were up 17 to 0 uh shutting out the Patriots in the first half, which I believe they haven't done since was it 1990? Something oh boy. Like that. It's it, been a it while. It's been a while since the Patriots had been shut out in the first half. Uh, so that was impressive. And then you come out in the second half and you and I were texting about this and and my dad even texted me too. Bill Belichick is going to adjust. He's going to figure out what they did wrong, and he's that type of coach that's going to come out and fix it. Frank Reich sometimes doesn't fix things in the second half, and he just thinks, oh, it's going to work, it's going to work, it's going to work, and then, you know, it kind of falls apart. What do they do? Patriots come out, throw an interception. Like, our defense was just on fire, keeping us, uh, I mean, keeping just the The Patriots on their toes. Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback as much as he doesn't look like that uh, through two interceptions. Uh, and, and I didn't think we were getting enough pressure initially, but then when we got pressure and hit home, it really threw him off his game. Um, still would have liked to see more pressure though. There's a couple drives, especially later in the game. He had so much time, um, but yeah. So then you go, we kick a field goal. They have a turnover on downs. We miss a field goal, which was not great. Uh, Badgley has been really good up to this point um and then you know they started to score more in in the second half but we were able to just keep outpacing them so it was you know it was a good game jonathan taylor's drive at the end of it just you know sealed the win um which i think all the fans were they were wanting something to get loud about they were allowed the whole game but you know the patriots are starting a little bit of a comeback it was touchdown carson went through an the interception then they kicked a field goal we punted they scored another touchdown you're like okay they're starting to get back into it but Jonathan Taylor just sealed it.
0: We're going to see this on hard knocks tomorrow night or tonight. Whenever you're listening to this podcast yesterday, whatever Jonathan Taylor on the sideline with Carson Wentz uh, Mm -hmm. was talking, they were talking about that final run. And Jonathan Taylor said that he was not looking back at the player. He was looking back at the sidelines to see if they wanted him to go down because he understood the assignment. They needed to run the clock out. But I mean, at the end of the day, you got to get that touchdown, yeah, man. You
1: take the points. I mean, yeah. What, Under two minutes
0: left at that point, too. And you're up 10. So,
1: right. Do you want to go down and waste a little bit of clock? Or do you want to score a touchdown and then make an offense that was getting some steam? But I mean, that touchdown just took everything out of them. So And,
0: assu- and assuming that you might get a chance to get another touchdown. Instead, right. you, who knows? Maybe you're kicking a field goal. You're only up by six. They score a touchdown. They win the game by one. Right. Weirder things have happened in the NFL, yeah. so I want to talk about some of the things since the last time the Colts beat the New England Patriots. Everything that's happened since then. So the very last time we played the New England Patriots was in 2018. That was the last matchup for Andrew Luck versus Tom Brady in the series. That was also the last time the Patriots won the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 53. Um, then in 2015 was the famous fake punt incident. Probably the worst play in NFL history. Uh, I think I truly still stand to this day, even though we lost 51 to 29 that day, the Colts actually had a chance to win that game until that fake punt. Uh, then we had the AFC Championship gate, deflate gate. Yeah. Uh, where the Patriots destroyed the Colts 45 to 7. We had in 2014, the Patriots won the Super Bowl that year in 2013. Was the AFC divisional playoffs where we lost in Gillette Stadium, forty-eight uh, to twenty-nine? Two thousand twelve was Andrew Luck's first career start against the Patriots in that series. Two thousand eleven, the Patriots lost the Super Bowl that year at Lucas Oil Stadium, so that's a big one. Two thousand ten was the last meeting for Peyton Manning as a Colt, and then, and then two thousand nine is when we finally beat them. <laughs> Uh, and we lost the Super Bowl later that year. Yep. So all of these things have happened since our very last win against the Colts or against the Patriots. The last win was when we stopped them on fourth and two to win that game on Sunday Night Football. A lot of things have happened since then. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad we start the 2020s with a win against the Patriots. Hopefully, this rivalry is renewed and they bring this game back because this is a very intense rivalry. It was it was a series that went from the year, let's see, going back to the 80s now. I mean, well, we were in the same division there for a while until the, uh, we joined the AFC South. So since 1970, we only missed 2002. 16 17 19 and 20 so we've missed five times since 1970 we have not played in a single season including the playoffs so this is definitely a rivalry that is there and yeah. I'm glad it's back uh, Matt Eberflus versus Josh McDaniels is a good one to think about as well so that that's yeah. that's fun
1: And just like, and just the whole history with it. Cause even Frank Reich and Josh McDaniels are connected because Josh McDaniels was supposed to be the new coach. And then Frank Reich was the second choice because Josh McDaniels pulled out. So like, there's always going to be a tie back to that. Um, Yeah. And and, Josh
0: uh, McDaniels hired Eberflus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, there's always, uh, always going to be a connection.
0: It it was really cool to see. Who was it? There was a Colts player that I think it was Darius Leonard that said that no, I'm sorry, it was Quentin Nelson who said that we, this game meant everything to us because we knew what it meant to all of the Colts players before us, which is such a cool statement because you're, you're focused on the now, like this is the league now we might not be rivals with teams that we were rivals with long ago, but the Colts players now know how much Indianapolis hates New England Mm -hmm. and just in general. Not just the Han Brady, but they hate Bill Belichick and that entire organization. So it was cool that they took it seriously like
1: that. And things are, I mean, I think things are going to stay heated up. Like we talked about, you had the Frank Craig, Josh McDaniels, Matt Eberflus, and then Mm -hmm. you had whatever was going on between Pittman and Duggar. And all of that going on. Um, yeah. And then you have, I don't know if you saw this, but um, I think it was CBS, local CBS station was doing a post-game show and they had Marlon Jackson on there as one of the reporters. Yep. It was uh, Anthony Calhoun and Marlon Jackson and the Patriots personnel walked right in front of the live shot, walked right through it. And I was like, you know, having worked in media, I was like, you know what's going on. Like uh-huh. in any of the Patriots personnel, like you're not oblivious to the fact that that's going on. Like, you, you know what's and, happening and you chose and to it's walk not even, right through it.
0: Yeah, and it's not even like the, the field was completely full and there was no. chaos going everywhere. Yeah. The, the field was empty. And, and they were, there was they nobody were in, in the, the crowd.
1: Yeah. And they were in the end zone. You're telling me you couldn't walk around the guy that's holding a yeah. the camera pointing it at people? Like no
0: person is that oblivious.
1: Yeah. So I, I thought that was funny. It's just like all these little things are like adding up that I think it's going to be a fun rivalry.
0: Yeah. Or even walk behind them. Like yeah. th- this is why everybody hates new England. Like yeah. this is just it's, a prime example. Stuff
1: like that. Um, I so, did want to correct one thing I said earlier. Uh, I thought it was 1999. It was actually the Colts broke NFL or new England's NFL record streak of scoring in the first half of 99 consecutive games. So new ooh. England, new England had scored in the first half in 99 consecutive games until the Colts shut them out in this game.
0: Well, um, that just goes to show streaks are meant to be broken. We talked about that last week. So I
1: mean that, that whole phrase is paid off. Like that was, that was a great call.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. 29 carries 170 yards, one touchdown. He is, he was the player of the game. Clearly he's Mm -hmm. up for voting for ground player of the week. We won't really know until likely tomorrow at this point because of the Tuesday games. He also broke the franchise record for most touchdowns in a season with 17. 17. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> like so many rushing touchdowns. I think the record is what? 21 in the NFL season by Ladanian Tomlinson. Maybe a little bit more actually. Now I'm thinking uh, about it.
1: I, I think he's close. I, I saw LT on there and I was like, that's not that big of a gap. Um, No, I thought that was close. And plus he was the, highest voted player in Pro Bowl. Uh so yep. he was one of the first five to they were receiving the most votes. So I thought that was crazy.
0: LTS 28. So 28. I don't think he's going to make that I don't think he's going to get 11 more in the next Probably not. 3 weeks unless he has Buffalo Bills games uh in him, but yeah. he, so he he surpassed Lenny Moore in this game to actually break the record. But on a list with Lenny Moore, Hall of Famer, Eric Dickerson, Hall of Famer, and Edron James, Hall of Famer, that's an impressive list. And Edron James at 13, three times he couldn't get to Eric Dickerson level. Taylor's already blown all of them out in two weeks uh, in two years. So yeah. that's impressive. Like you said, he is the fir- he was one of the first five players to be named to the pro bowl. That's a cool feat. NFL has him as their banner and says JT for MVP question mark on their Twitter account. So like everybody is becoming aware on the flip side of the ball. Where Jonathan Taylor is up for MVP, he's probably going to be offensive player of the year if he doesn't win MVP. Yep. We have guys like Darius Leonard who should be up for defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. And we also have guys like Kenny Moore who is up for the Walter Payton man of the year who currently is in second and voting behind Tyron Matthew and in front of guys like Justin Simmons, Corey Lindsley, and Aaron Jones. This is a cool, cool thing. Um we all know what Kenny do- does for the community. We all see it in Hard Knocks every week. You, everyone listening right now needs to go out to Twitter and tweet hashtag #WPMOYChallenge. That's the Walter Payton Man of the Year challenge, and Kenny Kenny Mo three uh, to vote for Kenny Moore to get in, to win the actual award, the NFL award. So cool stuff happening for Kenny Moore. Darius Leonard and Jonathan Taylor, the entire team. I mean, this team is stacked. There's a Mm -hmm. chance that like seven guys, probably not seven. There's a chance that five of our players could be all pros this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're looking five of twenty two. I mean, you're looking at EJ speed for special teams, at least. I mean, I think let me see if I if I read that right. Yeah, EJ speed became the first NFL player to record two touchdowns off block punts in one season since Ed Reed in 2003. I know he's, you know, I mean, he's for special teams. Doolin is, I mean, he's up for special teams, but he's been doing more on offense than some of the other receivers. So, Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Lots of guys are stepping up.
0: So definitely, I mean, we're we're looking at obviously Jonathan Taylor for the running back. Mm -hmm. I don't think we fit any of the offensive skill positions, but I think for the offensive line, you always have to consider Quentin Nelson. Yeah. I just, I don't know if there's another left guard playing better. The mid season report, all pro team from PFF has Joel. Patino, Petonio from the Cleveland Browns and not even Nelson as a, well, he's been hurt. Actually. I don't know I if he makes say, it this year.
1: The line's been kind of banked up. Like I was, I don't think we get an Kelly, offensive lineman
0: in there. I don't... He's, he's missed games too. And we'll yeah. talk about him in a minute. I mean, the interior, you got to think, I mean, Aaron Donald's there, but he's not having that great of a year. DeForest Buckner, maybe. I mean.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he the problem with his is if they're looking at stats, he doesn't get them, but he does a lot more, you know, on the field to impact the game and that doesn't show up. But this list has
0: Darius. Yeah, this list has Darius Leonard as second team. Uh, I think you bump Mm -hmm. him to first over Mm -hmm. Devondre Campbell from the Green Bay Packers. Come on, man. Yeah. We need our own come on man segment. The thing that makes me mad about this list is that they have Derek Henry and then James Robinson as the second. This is midseason, but yeah, still
1: but James Robinson wasn't doing anything. Um, OK. Hmm.
0: Right now we're looking at, I guess, two um, so far. With yeah. Taylor and Leonard, I think uh, because a they don't guy. they don't make nickel corners a position. Right, uh, but yeah, I think you get one of your special teams guys. I I could definitely see EJ Speed for sure. That dude is killing it. So, mm-hmm.
1: all
0: right, so let's talk about the Cardinals this weekend on Christmas night at eight fifteen Eastern in Arizona. We've talked about this several times before. I got you to come over to the side of the Colts are going to win back when we were under five hundred and they were like 9 and 0 at that point or 10 9 and 1 or something like that. So mm-hmm. I think it still stands. They they got dismantled by the Lions. We're going there. They they're on a two-game losing streak. That's that's one factor I have to worry about that they are on a two-game losing streak, so this could mom- give them a little bit of momentum to win this game. But again, Christmas is a big factor here. Yep. Currently ESPN's Power Poll Index has the Cardinals of a 62.7% chance of winning this game against the Colts. I don't see how I don't know what they're looking at. I just don't. Arizona has uh, the spreads only one point. And I think you get two points for being at home. So <laughs> uh, this could literally go anyway. I, I, I still think the Colts win this game. I, 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 I don't see how you lose this game at this point. You are on such a high streak. You subtract that Buccaneers game. And this is the hottest team in the NFL. And that's over the Patriots because we just defeated them. The Dolphins are on like a seven game, six game winning streak. The Chiefs are on like a seven game winning streak. You beat the Patriots and you're currently on a six game winning streak. You finish up the Titans. That would be a nine game winning streak. This team's hot.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, the Cardinals have not looked good since their battle of injuries. I mean, Kyler Murray is back, but, you know, what is what does he look like? And and, and their losses has not looked good. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is still out. They don't expect to have him back until the playoffs and still trying to figure out the running back situation. So I I don't know. DeAndre, I, he's I, out the until that, uh, that they got against Detroit and like the way their defense mm-hmm. got moved out of position against Detroit against that offensive line and opened up those lanes for what is probably their third or fourth string running back. And Mm -hmm. you imagine Jonathan Taylor bursting through that one of the fastest players in the league. Like,
0: yeah, yeah. You have a third string running back running all over the Cardinals defense. And now you have to go up against Jonathan Taylor, who leads the league by almost 500 rushing yards.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't feel confident in your defense.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the thing was, Jonathan Taylor isn't running against a stacked box. Okay, we tried against Tampa Bay. It was okay. I mean, we were getting a stacked box against the Patriots, and we were still able to run the ball. So, I i mean, knowing the Cardinals' defense and, you know, seeing where they're at, if they let that happen to, you know, against the Detroit Lions, if, I, I don't know.
0: If there's one thing that Bill Belichick knows how to do, it's to take away the other team's strongest player. Right. And Bill Belichick going to do that. Yes, he had 140 yards. The last play was sixty seven. He still couldn't take him away. One play is all that you need. Right. That changes the the momentum in the entire game. So Kyler Murray's looking human. James Connor's looking average.
1: I yeah, just, I mean so their next
0: leading receiver is Christian Kirk.
1: Yeah. Chase Edmonds rushed for fifty three yards on six carries. James Connor thirty nine yards on eight carries. I mean Jonathan Taylor had more yards by himself than than some of these. I saw something. It was like Jonathan Taylor. It, he's got like five, I think, games that he's ran over 170 yards. The NFL only has two. The NFL. Yeah, only has two, meaning all the other teams have only combined for two games where they've rushed for over 170 yards. Jonathan Taylor's done it by himself. Like it was either three or five times.
0: I also saw something that the Colts have 20 rushing touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor has 17 and all other teams have under 17.
1: Yeah. Oh, I believe it. And then, so we were talking about Arizona's rushing. On the flip side of that, whoever Craig Reynolds is, rushed 26 times for 112 carries against their defense. And I don't, I mean, Craig Reynolds is, I think, a guy that was on their practice squad. Yeah. So, I don't know. And then you mentioned their receivers. You know, Christian Kirk, I guess, was the lead receiver, nine receptions, 94 yards at a touchdown. Zach Ertz, he's been banged up. AJ Green is as old as dirt. Um, Rondell Moore's been banged up a little bit and not used in that game at all. So I don't know.
0: I just I don't see how the Cardinals won this. They you are at the wrong point of the season to be getting cold. Right. And this is not stand up well for them. They were looking at the number one seed, and now they're looking the, the Cardinals could be knocked out of the playoffs.
1: And that's I the, mean,
0: that's the thing about the NFL right now.
1: This game this game wasn't even close. Arizona was shut out in the first half. Seventeen yeah. to zero. And mm-hmm. then they scored six points in the third, six points in the fourth. While meanwhile, the Lions scored a touchdown in the third and six points in the fourth. I mean, it was thirty to twelve against the if if not the worst, the second to worst team in the NFL. I mean, I so, hate to judge him on one game, but it's like that's yeah. that's pretty telling.
0: The thing is, is that every time the Colts go to play these teams and back to the bills, even uh, you, you play these teams and the blueprint has been there like and the Colts do not shy away from that blueprint. So if you go back to, you know, the 49ers, there was a blueprint there to beat them. And they took advantage of it on the road in a monsoon. There was a blueprint to beat the Bills, a little bitty one. There wasn't like a huge one. The Bills hadn't like completely fallen apart at that point. They took advantage of it and they slaughtered them. The blueprint was there for the Buccaneers. They just didn't pull it out. Yeah. We'll just ignore that. Uh, The Patriots, the blueprint wasn't there. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Since they had last lost, they had blown out. I mean, they went on their run. The pay, the Colts figured it out though, and they defeated them. For the Cardinals, that blueprint's been there. Teams have figured them out, and I I don't I don't trust that they're going to be able to figure that one out. You you go out. You, DeAndre Hopkins should be leading this team. Now he's injured. He won't be back until at minimum the NFC Championship. Yeah. You lose to the Rams. You lose to the Lions. Now you got the Colts. You play the Cowboys next week. And then you got the Seahawks to finish the season. This team could easily go to ten and seven and fall out of the playoffs.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: It's weird. It's weird to it, think about it.
1: it. Is. And I mean I'm looking at I'm looking at their leaders here. Kyler Murray has thrown three less touchdowns and four more interceptions than Carson Wentz, and he's thrown the ball almost a hundred times less than Carson Wentz has. Well nobody
0: about thinks 17. about Carson Wentz is interception ratio he's on the bottom of all the interception ratios 23 to percentage wise I think he's like the fourth best third best behind what is it Kirk Cousins and uh, yeah Yeah. the next literally the best quarterback ratio he's the third uh, percentage wise like he's thrown maybe like the seventh most interceptions but everybody thinks Carson Wentz is the worst
1: I don't know if you want to look at ratios here Kyler Murray for every two touchdowns he throws an interception so, throws two touchdowns, he's guaranteed an interception, and against our defense, who's like leading the league in takeaways, I'm sure he's good for two interceptions. So,
0: yeah. So no the fumbles pre-
1: that I mean, James Conner has been fumbling. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know.
0: They they're easily going to hit that forty mark that from Darius Leonard's prediction. I mean, mm-hmm. they're what they're nine away. I think they've had thirty one turnovers this year. The prediction yeah. was. 40 and the goal is 40 so I think they can easily hit that just three more a game I mean that's all you need so the that practice report easy, but- yeah the practice report for today uh Anderson is out with the concussion he did not participate Raefson did not participate with an illness George Odom did participate today full participant with an illness I think he must have got sick over the weekend Brian Kelly is still out um, with his the loss of his and his wife's daughter. Mm-hmm um frank reich said today that he's been in close contact with ryan kelly on a daily basis and he's trying to give them space and time to come back uh the return could be tomorrow it could be next week we don't know but every, frank reich wants everyone to know that they're 100 percent behind him and his wife emma right. uh during that tough time that that is a very tragic time to find out literally like I think it was the same day as the Patriots game, or it might have been the day before. But yeah, so a, that's a tough beat.
1: Yeah, it's I mean an extremely sad story, and and terrible for, I mean for the family and and just trying to deal with that on top of you know playing. And I think everyone forgets that these people are human, and mm-hmm. you know s- stuff like this happens. And and especially it what...
0: was so televised too, because like they yep. did the gender reveal on Hard Knocks on HBO, yeah. and
1: now it's like man. Yeah, that's gonna and be I that's mean, gonna be tough. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have time to process that. You gotta have time to grieve, and you know these things supersede football. These things supersede winning a championship. These things supersede. It's bigger know, than football. football is, yeah, bigger than football, as as most things are. As, you know, as little yeah. as some people like to think that there are things bigger than football. Um,
0: Man, yeah, I so I cry like, like almost every Hard Knocks episode, and yeah. now I, I like if they even mention this, like I'm probably gonna cry at this point yeah. too. I get, I, I I'm they, a softy.
1: I think they have to have a tribute or something.
0: Yeah. So, before we sign off here, we could have a perfect week, and and this is how we the Colts can have a perfect week this week because we've talked about you go into the bye week at what ninth place, you end up in sixth in the mm-hmm. AFC. Uh, then the following week, you beat the Patriots, the Titans lose, everything goes right. If the Colts win and beat the cardinals. They're going to be the fifth seed. They're they're currently at the fifth seed. If they continue to win, they they hold their destiny. They can't get any below anywhere below the fifth seed if they win out. Now, if the Colts win and the 49ers beat the Titans, this helps us out for the AFC South because then we we are tied for the division. Now, factor all this in. That that's what we need for the AFC South is the Titans to lose, Colts to win. That that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody at this point right for the fc in general we need to win the steelers need to beat the chiefs the bills beat the patriots and the 49ers beat the titans this is all possible because the chiefs are now going under covid protocols and they're the new cleveland browns this week
1: yeah travis kelsey tyree kill
0: amongst their entire oh, office nice.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we've we
0: talked about all season how it's Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. There's nobody else on that Chiefs offense, mm-hmm. and that's clear as day. The Bills can beat the Patriots. The Patriots have just been exposed. They're going to New England this time. Yeah. The Bills' offense is good. They just – look at that weather. I mean, well, literally, I mean, the Patriots had to run pass the ball only three times to win.
1: Yeah, and now that they – I mean, Damian Harris has beat up in our game. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. back or – For this game, and the Bills, I think, have bought into the idea of Devin Singletary running the ball, which is fantastic. Um, So For you. For me. Um, So they they have bought into that idea, which I don't know why it took them this long, but okay.
0: And then the 49ers beat the Titans. 49ers are one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is the only quarterback. He has had eight games, eight of the last nine games, He's had over a 90 passer rating, which is the highest in the NFL. Yeah. And the Titans, this, the key factor is this game is Thursday night. The sure. Titans are, have designated AJ Brown to come back this week. It's AJ Brown. Julio Jones is, I think I just saw he hit the IR again or no, he's out this week for sure. Yeah. Derrick Henry, still no timeline on when he's coming back. So you're only getting AJ Brown. You, you don't get Derrick Henry back. And again, short week, A.J. Brown's missing practices. He hasn't played in like three or four weeks. I don't see this going the
1: Titans way here yet. Yeah, it's going to it's going to come down to the defenses, honestly. Yep. Because the I mean, the 49ers dealing with injuries to Elijah Mitchell, I still think. But Jeff Wilson stepped up in his absence. So if they get Elijah Mitchell, if they get Elijah Mitchell back and have Jeff Wilson and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, um, that's going to be it's going to be tough.
0: Yeah, so this is a perfect week 16 for us. Now let's flip to next week and move on to next week. Mm -hmm. Pretend all four of those games happen the way that we need them. Colts, Steelers, Bills, 49ers. Those are the teams that everybody should be rooting for this week. Next week, the Chiefs and Titans, if they both lose next week, the Colts and the Colts win against the Raiders. The Colts are the number one seed in the AFC.
1: Mm. So the and Chiefs Jet- and Titans have to lose twice. They have to lose this coming week and the next week
0: or the last week.
1: Or the last week. Okay. Or they d-
0: the Chiefs and Titans have to lose two out of their last three games. Okay. The Chiefs next week play they play uh who who do we just say? Uh, They play against the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Week 17, they play against the um, Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Okay. Who's doing okay right now. Week 18, this is where it gets tough for us. They play at Denver, who Patrick Mahomes has never lost against an AFC West team in their home stadium. So, or in the away stadium, whatever. Yeah. So, These next two weeks are the two weeks, the Bengals and the Steelers, the two (laughs) AFC North teams who are fighting for their lives to win their own division. Right. Weirder Uh things have happened. The Titans play the Dolphins next week. Who again, one of the oddest teams in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is doable. This is the thing. This is a doable thing. If, if what, Seven games go correctly. The Colts are the number one team in the AFC going into the final week to control their own destiny against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yep. Hey, did, did I mention the NFL could potentially be rigged for or was, was I just making that up a few weeks ago?
0: (laughs) I'm starting to believe I'm starting, like, this is crazy. It, it is You crazy. go 0-3, you bounce around at 500 all season. You win a game, you lose a game. You win a game, you lose a game. And you could be fighting for the number one, not, a, not only fighting for the number one seed, but you could be fighting everyone off of the number one seed going to play against the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know. Need a lot to Does it right. happen?
0: Yeah, a lot of things have to go right. Right. I uh, I mean, we're we're riding a lot on the Steelers, 49ers, Bengals and Dolphins.
1: Are not teams I want to have my faith in, but okay.
0: Definitely not teams that you want to have faith in, but they're teams that you have to have faith in. I don't know how else I to mean, say it.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, I'm content making the playoffs. So whether it be the yes. five seed or the one seed, we made it. At this so.
0: at this point, the, the key thing is that the Colts just need to win three games.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. that's you Win three games.
0: Yeah. You win one game at a time. Just get three wins. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. If yeah. something happens, great. If it doesn't, you're in the fifth seed,
1: right? Yeah. Best case uh, scenario, you're in the fourth. Yeah. Leave the playoff scenarios and all that statistics to the, to the analytics team, let them, to the podcasters. Yeah. To the podcasters, (laughs) let it, let it stress them out, you know, um, and, and that's this team. I mean, this team is the one and no mentality I think is true and everybody approaches it like this is a brand new day, this is a brand new game. You just gotta come out here, do your job and win. And and I think that's what's that's helping a lot. As much as it's like philosophical and okay, how much does this actually do anything? But if guys buy in, guys buy in and, and I think you see that from the top of Darius Leonard down to guys on special teams, like EJ Speed, putting in that extra effort, going out there getting a pump block and yeah, special I mean, special teams could be something that you sleep on but the Colts make it an emphasis.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, this week is going to be a big week with the Arizona Cardinals. We already said that on Christmas day. I want to take everybody take a moment here to wish everybody a a Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the holidays. Happy. uh, What is it? Uh, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa. I can't remember it now. All those years of scout camp, man. I can't remember what I'm trying to say here, but happy holidays to everybody. We will definitely be back here next week as we hopefully are cheering on a big from a big win from the Arizona Cardinals and mm-hmm. going to focus on the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said the uh, Oakland Raiders. That would have been embarrassing, it happens. but <laughs> until next week be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already subscribed to the podcast be sure to follow us on social media at nap at justin bowerly and at mummer score Mumert underscore jacob man you can really tell it's almost the holidays and it's time for a vacation mm-hmm. but yeah until next week go pacers and go colts